Hi guys, welcome back to Beyond the Filters podcast. I'm your co-host Lizzie. And I'm Aaron. Today's episode is going to be part two, a follow-up of our last episode, which was going over the We're Not Really Strangers card deck. But as always, before we get into the episode, let's do a life update. So I guess it's not been that busy of a week. What did we do this weekend? We went out for kind of a date night. Impromptu. Impromptu turned into, I guess, a double date night on Friday. Mm -hmm. We had a restaurant we had planned to go to, but it was like an hour, hour and a half wait. And I just got back from work, so I was super hungry. So then we ended up going to our friend's date night spot. And then we were texting them and... They joined us. They joined us and it ended up turning into a double date and that was fun. And Mm -hmm. then Saturday, Sunday, what did we do? We just hung out with Shah, who's our friend that's leaving relatively soon. Yeah, in a couple of weeks. So we're trying to squeeze as much time as we can get with him. So it was fun. Yeah, no, it was always a great time hanging out with Aaron. um, Yeah, I feel like it's the the trio when I think back to like all the years ago when I first met you and I started to realize that you and Shah were best friends and I got to know him really well. So us hanging out this weekend reminded me of those times. Oh, that's really sweet. And then we had Super Bowl at our place with just the three of us. It was super chill, low key. We ate so many snacks and bad food. Yeah, it's like we almost, honestly, we almost ate more snacks on Saturday than we did on Sunday. But yeah, a lot of frozen good food, typical Super Bowl stuff, chips and dips and chili. Chili. Oh, yeah, we had chili. Chili was great. Did we have a sleepy girl mocktail together on Saturday? Was it? I don't know. Anyways, uh, I got Shaw to have some too, which was fun. Then it was Super Bowl. What are your thoughts on the Super Bowl? Uh, happy that the Chiefs won. I always, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm a big like ghost of sports person and I know he hasn't passed Tom Brady yet, but I think he's on the path or path. Patrick Mahomes I'm obviously talking about is on the path to pass Tom Brady and your father's favorite team the 49ers lost which so sad I was pretty happy about because he was rubbing it in pretty hard when they beat the Green Bay Packers which is my team so I was rooting for the Chiefs Chiefs won did you text my dad at all yeah, I just texted him a broken heart emoji. Oh my God, Did what did he say? He didn't even reply. <laughs> he was too sad. I talked to him about it and because I was cheering on for his team because I was like, oh, maybe I should support my dad's team. And I felt like the whole world was cheering with the Chiefs because of T-Swift. Honestly, that's like the only thing that's going through my mind when I'm watching these things nowadays. But yeah, he was pretty sad about it. And then he was just blaming me and my bad juju that I was cheering for his team, which is not my fault. But anyways... I wanted to talk about the halftime show because I feel like when we were watching it live, I think all three of us, but I'm going to just speak for you and I, we weren't like really in love with the halftime show. Like Usher has great songs. I feel like he's pretty iconic. When you look back like 10 years ago, he looks the exact same, but the show wasn't really giving a lot to me anyways. Yeah, I think part of the problem, uh, at least for me, was that the first half of the football game kind of sucked. So then by the time the halftime show got around, I was like, okay, this is the pump up moment we need. And then Usher came out and I was like, oh, like this is not one of the songs that I wanted to hear from him. I don't even know the first song that came out. Like I wouldn't even be able to tell you. It should have been like, oh my God, like that would have been the best song to open the show with. And it just wasn't. And that's fine you know yeah it was whatever and then when alicia keys came out it got a lot better and then Mm -hmm. um it slowly got better throughout but like i just thought production value wise and maybe usher didn't have as many bangers as i thought he did yeah i felt like he was missing some there also i did i was hoping there was a lot of girls out there who were hoping that justin bieber was maybe gonna like show up and perform with him because he was there but he was just watching in the kim kardashian box but apparently he did ask justin to perform with him and he didn't and then justin later on like a day or two after made an instagram post like praising usher and his performance or whatever so 
well, isn't Usher the guy who like found Justin Bieber? So yeah, like I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he should have. I tried to get Lizzie to make a bet with me on if Justin Bieber was going to perform or not, and she didn't take it. No, because I smart call. I knew he wasn't going to be on there. And then one other thing I want to talk about with the Super Bowl was remember that moment when Usher and Alicia Keys were like close, and he was like behind her, and they were like singing together. There's a bunch of people like getting mad about that. Of like, oh my god, if my husband did that or if my wife did that for a performance, like I would have been so mad but in my head i'm like they're just performing it doesn't mean anything i don't know what do you think i mean i would hope that i would have gone to your rehearsals as well and <laughs> you know saw that that was happening and then if i wanted to say something about it i probably would have done beforehand but yeah like you say it's a performance i don't know like movie actors and actresses like make out and have sex scenes with other actors and actresses as actresses yeah so i don't know one performance even though it was live on stage in the super bowl like who cares it wasn't giving me like sexy intimate vibes it was giving friend vibes who were having a good duet song together you know oh no i disagree with that it was giving sexy vibes oh. but um... well maybe it's because alicia keys was looking sexy but anyway, speaking of love and relationships, it's Valentine's Day today. Happy Valentine's Day if you guys are celebrating. Even if you're single, hope you had a good Galentine's. Or Boyentine's. Or do Valentine's. <laughs> I don't know. What, what's a single Valentine's Day for the fellas? I don't think guys do anything. I think they're just like stressed about leading up to the day of buying flowers and chocolates and, and whatever for it. But you and I are having a pretty low-key Valentine's Day this year. This is also our first since we got engaged. So I'm really excited to have like a night in and eat a lot of sushi and drink and smoke. Yeah, gonna, yeah. gonna get a little uh, intoxicated tonight. Big, Just a little bit. Big uh, big break of the 45 soft, hard, whatever you want to call what we did. I'm not going to miss it, I don't think. No, me neither, at least for a while. Maybe I will do it once a year. I'm not going to make you do it with me if you don't want to, but it was pretty awesome. I'm glad to know that we were able to like stay true to what we said we were going to do, stay consistent with meditation and working out. I'm honestly so proud of myself for doing like that six week strength program because I've never seen me this fit in my life or my butt is looking very peachy, which I never thought I could get a peachy butt because I thought I was always just like small and I just couldn't get to that point. So that was my favorite thing about 45 hard, me like being able to work out and get the body that I have, I guess now. Is that, I don't know, is that weird to say? Yeah, no, well, I mean, you're looking pretty darn hot, I would say. So it's worked, whatever that app was you did. And I feel like you also committed yourself to eating more protein and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Like usually you're someone that like you have no problem not eating. So I think you force yourself to eat a little bit more, which also obviously helps that stuff. But consistently working out, that's that's how you build muscle. So mm -hmm. congratulations. Woohoo. And same thing for you. You had so many mornings where you got up and did your 12, 330 or had your own workout when I was fully in bed and not even up. And I mean, I couldn't pull myself up to be able to do that. So that's something. And then you also spent a few mornings out on our deck getting your morning sunlight in the cold. It just, it helps me get to sleep so much better. Like if I get 10 minutes of that sunlight in my eyes in the morning. It probably helped you too because we weren't smoking or anything to help like go to bed. So doing that in the mornings during, you know, probably was a big, big player. I would definitely say so. But yeah, 45 hard is over. Valentine's Day. 
Mm-hmm. Lots of love going around. I don't know what to say about Valentine's Day. I feel like it's a very big commercialized day, but I do love it. I'm a sucker for flowers and just spending quality time together. So we're probably just going to put on a, a TV show, drink some wine and hang out. I don't think we have anything else planned, but I don't think we need to have anything else planned. We usually dress up and go out for dinner, but we just weren't feeling it this year, to be honest. Yeah, I might kick your ass at some games later, but... Maybe I'll, I'll cry or something. Please don't make me cry. It's Valentine's Day. If you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. Recently, I've been very hesitant on playing Catan with you because you've been winning. And it's started making me think that I'm not so good at Catan anymore, but there's something about it. So I don't know if I want to play Catan. I want to play our other game, like the Ticket to Ride one, which is pretty fun. But you also have beat me at that game three out of four times we've played. Lizzie, I'll beat you at whatever you want me to beat you at. But that's about it. Should we get into the episode? Yeah, let's get in. If you haven't listened to part one, go ahead and listen to our last episode. We did seven questions there that were a little bit more light and fun-hearted. And then go ahead and listen to this one. Although I don't think the order really matters too much, to be honest with you. I'm hoping that these questions are also a little lighthearted, but Lizzie seemed to think that these Mm. ones are a little more sentimental. I felt like they kind of were. You have four cards. I have three. Start us off, Aaron. All right. Card number one. What's the best gift I've given you, material and immaterial? Ooh. Can I say time? Is that No, is that a cop-out answer? That's a bit of a cop-out answer. Best gift you've ever given me. You took me on a trip to Toronto for my 25th birthday when we were going engagement ring shopping. And then you got me a camera for my birthday, which was a very nice and thoughtful gift to support me and my influencing and all of that. What else? I will say the first few years when you would give me pieces of jewelry, they were not the best, but that's okay because we have determined that you're not the best gift giver. Hand up. But the question was, what's the best gift? Not what are the best gifts. Okay. So you got to pick one here. What's the best gift? My engagement ring. Okay. That's your best material gift. Fair enough. Okay. The best non-material. Like, what is an example of a non-materialistic gift? Aren't all gifts materialistic uh, things? I mean, not really. Again, I'm not very good with gifts, so... I don't um, know. That's the only thing I can think of. Other than time that we spend together, quality time, different trips we go on. But those you could also classify that they're materialistic gifts, couldn't you? Yeah. Oh, we're not starting off so strong in this episode. <laughs> yeah, see, I have, I definitely have answers for you, but... Okay, you go, you go. Okay, best immaterial gift is definitely the surprise party you planned for me first year. I mean, there was material stuff with that, like you bought me a cake and stuff. But yeah, I think the concept of the party in general was that, again, hands down, best gift I've ever gotten. The way that made me feel was like nothing else I've ever experienced. And I just cannot thank you enough. I will be thinking about that till the day I die. Aww. Something about the surprise party and actually being surprised and not knowing about it. Man, did that ever get me. It was yeah. Great. The best material gift you've ever gotten me. I think you learned pretty quick that I don't really... You're not a materialistic gift guy. I've won you nice watches before. I've even tried to give you really sentimental materialistic gifts before. And even then you were like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> Thank you. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The I'm... one that's hung up in our room? Yes. The the poster that was supposed to come in, I think, for Christmas and then didn't end up coming until your birthday in March. And It was also, it was sad because it was supposed to be your Christmas and birthday present because it was a very, it was an expensive present. And the fact that it came in March just kind of ruined the, the allure of it. I yeah, that was a... It was a swing and a miss, I would say. I mean, I do love it. I I made sure that we have. Well, you have to tell our... them what it is. Uh, they have no idea what we're talking about. So, if you've seen The Office, there's an episode where Pam makes Jim the adventures of Jimmy Halpert or something, and it's like a comic book about him. So, 
the person who did that does this for a living and Lizzie found them and she knows how much I like The Office. So Lizzie made a poster of me and it's called Aaron Goes Apeshit is my kind of superhero name. My full name is Aaron Patrick Iking, so my initials spell ape. So it's a picture of me as a gorilla and then Lizzie's in the background. And like it's cheering him on. Cheering me on and it's on the farm and there's like chickens running around and there's a bunch of little golden eggs and... The blue and the red barn to represent the farm. And I was holding a banana, this very non-PC name for myself is that I'm a banana. I'm obviously Asian. And I have a bit of other tendencies within me. Anyways, I'm just going to stop it right there. I was holding a banana. It was really cute. When I think of an animal, I think of an ape for you because of your big, broad shoulders and upper frame. So you guys, there was so much thought put into this, so much back and forth for me to curate this perfect poster. And I was wearing a flash shirt. The little girl that was supposed to be me was wearing a flash shirt because at that time you had... Yeah, I used to have the flash t-shirts and the flash is my favorite superhero and part of the Aaron goes apeshit superhero guy is that he's super fast like the Flash. Um, yeah. And there's he... like little lightning bolts around you. It was really cute and thoughtful and it's a beautiful picture frame. But anyways, that was the last time I really spent a lot of money on you getting a very sentimental gift because you're just not into that stuff. So it's just when I I feel like when I buy you gifts, it's more experiences like an Airbnb or somewhere cool or. Yeah. And I'm glad that we've realized that about each other now because don't get me wrong. I do enjoy it, but I'd much rather go do something or have you make me some kind of food that might cost a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd say that's probably the best materialistic gift you gave me. And yeah, hands down, best gift of all time is that surprise party. So Oh, your answer is way better than mine. Well, it's because you're better at giving gifts <laughs> than I am. <laughs> that is true. Okay. Uh, the next card, on a scale of one to 10, write down the importance of having kids to you, compare and explain. Our numbers are, and then just explain it. Yeah, mine's 10. Like <laughs> okay, 10 simply. 10. Yeah, no question. All I've ever wanted to do all I want to do I've got that inert nature in me that every being's number one goal has always been to reproduce and carry on the species and for me that's number one goal in life so how many kids do you want well I'd like to at least replace ourselves so I think two (laughs) but like one girl one boy I think I I would start out with two and then if we're pretty good and we can handle that and we've established that we're good parents then I could go for one or two more but I know you're not super keen on having more than what how many kids do you want i want i agree i want two and it would be nice if there were like a boy and a girl i also don't mind if there were two boys i don't mind if there were two girls i low-key would love for me to have two girls so that you're just in a house full of like little girl like not little girls because i'm not a little girl but i could see you being like a girl's dad yeah, I could also see me being a girl dad, but, but you don't that want. should be an asterisk on mine. I want two kids if I have one of each sex, but if I... You're going to keep trying until you have a boy. Not necessarily. Like, I'd probably stop after four, but I definitely want... I'd like at least one boy and one girl out of our litter, I'll yeah. say. Hey, do whatever you want. Float your boat as long as you're sure it's something that's making you happy by all means. But mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain this without sounding too maybe naive to the fact of I'll be able to guide my children into doing what I want them to do but yeah I want a kid that plays sports and I don't mind if that's the boy or the girl and I'd like to have a I just want to encourage our kids to follow their passions whatever that may be teach them how to put a lot of effort into exploring their passions but I would also like to raise a boy to a man that I'm super proud of that I think would be a great addition to society. I know that sounds weird, but I want to raise our daughters to be strong, independent women. And I also want to raise our sons to be independent on their own, but also be respectful and loving and caring to 
anybody else out there in the world. So I think that's more of my goal as to why I want a specific boy and a girl, at least one one set of. But on a scale of one to 10, how how much do I want kids? I mean, I really want kids, but it it's not like the end all be all for me. Probably like an eight. I'd probably give it an eight. If tomorrow you're like, I don't want to have kids, I'd probably be pretty sad about that. And we'd have to have some serious conversations. But I kind of like worry, like, what if I like can't get pregnant? People have so many struggles and hard times getting pregnant that I worry, like, what if it delays our, our time and stuff? Because like we do have a clock as females and i don't know going through ivf we'll do whatever we need to do right like yeah that like i said for this being a 10 out of 10 for me we'll either find a way and if there's just absolutely no way we'll keep trying and we'll keep trying until we can't and we'll adopt like yeah no my again number one goal kids yeah okay your card yes or yeah okay what did our worst argument teach you what oh what did it teach us? I'm going to refer back to the house stuff. What did it teach me? It taught me that even though we go through very rough arguments and fights that makes us feel like we're holding on to a string with our relationship, it made me really appreciate being with a partner that is not afraid to share their feelings in a, like a nice, kind, respectful way, if possible, right? So I like being with a partner, aka you. Like you're, You are who you are, right? Like you... You say how you feel, you say what you've wanted in life. I guess in terms of our morals, that's what it taught me. It's I know my morals, I know your morals, and they're so strong in their own way that I guess I've learned to respect yours even more than I've ever have before. And I hope that you also feel that way about me, but that's what it's taught me is there's nothing more attractive and makes me feel good in being with a partner who knows their morals and ethics and what they want out of life. And that hasn't really changed or steered out of course without giving too much away and stuff. But that's what it made me realize. Does that, did that make any sense? I think it made a fair bit of sense. I don't know. I'm glad you hugged me up a little bit. Thank you for that. But yeah, mm -hmm. I think it was a good answer. Okay. How about you? For me, I think our worst argument taught me that you are a frail being. Like <laughs> for where you might be so like, you are, I think you're the definition of a strong, independent woman, but there is in all of us deep down whether like everybody's experienced some kind of trauma and that trauma can really shape who you are. Even if your trauma is not even close to as serious as someone else's trauma, you have a baseline and at some point you went through some traumatic experience. So I think by just getting in a huge, terrible argument and like I probably said some shit I shouldn't have said and then like I saw that inner you come out that was just like, it made me realize, wow, okay, this is this is a person, what I'm saying really hits deep down and affects her and yeah, I guess I just, I saw some of that from, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it made me sympathize with not only you, but just... What's what is sympathize? Please someone tell me what that means. Sympathize? I, or maybe, is that a word? Well, I try not to say emphasize. Em Wasn't it made there... me have more empathy towards you because I realized not only am I fighting with this strong, independent woman that you are, but I'm also fighting with that internal scared child that dealt with some stuff and it made me just have more empathy towards you and just everyone in general you never know what can strike a chord with people and so you just have to really watch what you're saying oh that's sweet well i'm very i very much appreciate you for a being self-aware and then also being able to say that to me on this podcast that's oh. very sweet. I'm getting a little teary-eyed. I'm like, wow, that was really sweet. Aww. Hearing it from you. Okay, next card. Oh, God, no more tears. Okay, how have you seen me grow in this relationship, Erin? 
God, fucking leaps and bounds. I don't know. Like when we started off, you were the person who could barely get through half of our engineering classes <laughs> and used to just like, oh my God, you're calling me out here. Well, yeah, you know. Okay, that's one. Fine. School. Yeah. No, school, but just like you've become confident. You're following your passions. You've found a job where you're like, I love my job. Like you help. I don't want to give too much away about your job, but you like you help manage people, you help guide big projects and things like that. And you've just become a fucking badass. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Not that you were ever like, I have to watch what I say, but not that you no, were I ever mean, like a pussy, but like a little bit insecure and stuff and definitely not as confident in myself. You can say that. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. And so, I've yeah, I've just seen you grow to become a genuine badass. And yeah. Oh, that's, that's so sweet. Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and the only reason why I've been able to do that is A, is I think you also helped me out with that, like having such a good supportive partner to help me get to that point where versus you may see other relationships that kind of pull you in that other direction. Like you've made me more confident. You've made me feel more secure in myself and believe in my abilities and my gut and intuition to be able to do literally what I want in life. And I don't know, it's been really hard to find not people in this life, but someone that believes in me as much as I wanted to. So you're definitely a big proponent of it. And I think that's just an attestment to how strong I feel with you in our relationship is because you help me do that and you make me feel good about that. And it makes me want to be even better every day. Well, I think you and most people always have that, I guess, badass in them. It just a lot of people don't get the support they need. So I mm -hmm. always saw it in you. I just knew that maybe it wasn't going to come from engineering <laughs> necessarily. Definitely but. not. Okay. How have I seen you grow in this relationship? I think your ability to communicate your feelings is like astronomical, like in terms of the difference of what it was like when we first started dating to now. I think you've tapped into kind of you're a bit more of you have a lot of masculine energy, but everybody has a bit of both masculine and feminine energy that they carry within themselves. And the fact that you were able to tap into that a little bit more each year that we've been together as a pair has been really like a sign of strength that I don't really see in that many males, mostly because we've talked about it on this podcast before. It's a big vulnerability that people are afraid to share their feelings, but you are more emotional, not more emotional, but you don't, you're not afraid of being emotional and showing a little bit of heart. So that's the biggest thing that I've seen you grow in this relationship and being more empathetic towards other people. And really, I mean, you've always been really kind, but yeah, I think that's the main thing. And you've really grown up. You're not a college boy anymore and stuff you're putting other people first and caring about them a lot and starting to think a lot more about your future so yeah that's how i've seen you grow awesome thank mm. you okay my turn what has this relationship taught you about yourself that i can't always have it my way <laughs> that the world doesn't revolve about around me and that i can't have and do everything i want in this life without somehow affecting other people it has also made me realize how impulsive and impatient i am because I'm with somebody who's the complete opposite of that. And what else? It has made me realize that I've had, I have way more fun energy in me than I ever thought that I could have had until I met you. So yeah, I think I listed a bunch of things there, but they came to my mind straight away. Okay. Yeah. No, good answer. Uh, what has this relationship taught me about myself? I will say maybe, uh, huh, how do I want to say this? That, yeah, I am a little bit lazy and <laughs> I probably could be better at doing things, especially just when it comes to stuff around the house and things like that. It's also taught me that I have to watch what I say. I don't know if you've ever met my father, including me. We don't have much of a filter. We'll just say what's on our minds and 
I think that's refreshing to some people, but sometimes I should watch what I say because it can be a little hurtful, a little harmful. So it's definitely taught me that as well. I don't know. I'm sure I've learned a lot of things in this relationship, but those are the first two that come to mind. So Mm -hmm. do you think those are... Yeah, I think you've also learned to be a really good supporting partner with somebody who like deals with a little bit of mental health stuff. I don't know. You, yeah. yeah, it's probably not something that you thought of immediately, but it's a big part of our relationship. Yeah, I, I think I've definitely learned how to be like my inner therapist has come out a little bit. <laughs> I've never actually struggled with depression, but I definitely struggle with a lot of anxiety, panic attacks, anxiety attacks, and just like, an overwhelming fear and emotions and I mean, there's a reason why I go to therapy for it, but not that you should be my therapist, but you've definitely been there to support me in so many ways and in ways like how meditation and breath work can really help the trajectory of how those panic attacks may turn out to be. And so you've helped me with that so much. And I think you've, as a partner, like have put more interest and passion into those types of work because you're like, I want to help her. Like I want to help Lizzie get through these hard times when they do come so that I know how it can be there as a supportive partner to help her through it. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Next one. Oh, oh my God, this is like a deep episode, I feel. More than the first one. Yeah, definitely a little deeper than the first one. Well, I mean, there's tears this one, so. I know. Have I helped you change your mind about anything? Have you helped me change my mind about anything? I mean, definitely, yes. You've helped me to not just always be a cheap fuck. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious because that was going to be one of the things I was going to talk about, but you go ahead. And why? Why is that? How have I taught you to not be a cheap whatever? Well, you're, we come from just so very different backgrounds, and I don't know. There are certain things that my family just would not spend money on, like, ever. And it seems like your family and you yourself would just be like, yeah, why would you even think about doing that? Like, wh- how is that mm-hmm. a question? And so I really needed to learn, yeah, you don't always have to buy, like, the friggin' shittiest thing at the grocery store or buy... Or try and fix everything yourself. Try to without- fix everything yourself, or you can buy quality things and that will not only will you enjoy using them more but like they'll last longer and in the long run might be cheaper anyway so things like that i forget what the actual question was but that was the yeah i think you answered it have i helped you change your mind about anything and it's i think it's that yeah yeah i would say that's the number one thing and hey i'm still still learning but but now you're more like even with clothes and stuff like when i first met you to now you've learned that quality over quantity means so much more and the longevity and comfort that you can find from things and some things are worth the money and a lot of things aren't but i feel like you have a really good balance of knowing what is and isn't worth it although sometimes you do have your little tendencies and you're like no i want to buy like the cheapest batteries i'm like these batteries suck get the energizer bunny ones spend more money on them that type of thing it does happen and creep up from time to time but yeah i guess now instead of just immediately buying the cheapest thing to get the job done i'll actually do some research be like okay this thing might be thirty dollars more but it'll it comes with this this and this anyway i I can't think of an actual example but oh you stole my answer my answer was going to be that you have taught me that money isn't i guess that money isn't everything and that you don't always need to buy the most expensive luxurious thing that you can find better options that are maybe a bit more affordable also made me realize that there's some shit in life that just isn't worth spending a ton of money for because you should never live beyond your means of what you would be able to buy two or three times like over and over again without having to hurt your bank account so you and i've i think we've both done a really good job of 
influencing each other on not money habits, but with the value of money and the meaning behind money. Money isn't everything that there are so many people out there who have almost little to none, but have a very loving family with a good life. But also knowing if you want to live a really good, luxurious life that you do have to really work hard for it and that good things come to people that work really hard. And if everything was easy, that everybody would have it too. And so thankfully, you and I both come from very hardworking families and parents who have taught us that and instilled that within us from a very young age. But yeah, money isn't everything, but money does make life a little bit easier. So yeah, just finding a nice balance between it has, it's changed my perspective a lot when I moved out here to the East Coast. That's a great answer. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess that's the end. Well, that was only six questions. Oh, and wait. I still have a card here because oh. you gave me the four, but oh, shoot. Uh, okay. you can end it there. No, if you no, want. no. I don't want to end it. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. The actual last question, and I think it's a pretty good one. Do you think my job affects me positively or negatively? And how does it affect us? Okay. I will say in the past with a few other jobs you've had, I've seen what it is like for somebody to work at a job that they don't like. When you are stressed at work and you're in that type of environment, how much it can really bring home and affect me as a partner. There was a period in time when you were at a job for however long and you were miserable. And when you would come home, you were so drained mentally and that affected you physically that you didn't really want to do anything. And it was really hard to see you go through that and not even just the stress of work, but the people that you were working with in different environments. And knowing how positive and fun of a person you are, I think it drained you a little bit. So there was a time where it affected us negatively. And I remember saying to you, you need to find another job. This isn't what it should be like because I'm a little biased. I'm very lucky that I've had a job that I've loved. But now that you're in a job that's a little bit more stable, that you do seem to enjoy, there's a a good challenge. So it affects you positively. You're way more happier. Your whole vibe is different. Your energy is different. Our conversations are better. You're not drained anymore. And it doesn't hurt our relationship. And you used to dread going to work on Mondays with your old jobs and stuff too. And that was really hard to see as a partner. So I guess a mix of both. It's affected us positively and negatively, but nothing to a detriment, right? We've never been financially struggling that way from a job. It's more of the actual dealing with people and whatnot. I definitely had a few jobs, especially coming out of school where I was just like, this is, this sucks. Like, not for me. Yeah. Not the place I want to be. And now, no, my job, I wouldn't say like I'm in love with it. Like, I think you definitely like your job more than I like my job. But for what my job is, it is absolutely perfect for me and Mm -hmm. couldn't be happier with it. But Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you've already took my answer. Your job obviously positively affects you um, and affects us. Like you have stressful days and stressful times at work. But most of the time you're like, yeah, I love my job. I would never want to leave. Like you just, I don't know, you love your job. It makes you happy. It makes you work hard. And then outside of that, like even your influencing stuff, you enjoy doing that. That really makes you happy. I think that's more of your passion. But I think you're learning lots of valuable things and paying for all your stuff with your nine to five. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't think you could have found a more positive job. And I think I back you up on that and saying how great your job is. So with this job that I'm at currently, like I've been here in total ever since I was an intern for four years. And before I decided to take it on full time, like I had a lot of, do you remember that time where it was really hard where there were people in my life who were like, you should not take this job. This is not a good idea. This isn't right for you and your path. And they had wanted something completely different for me and how hard that was because I don't know. Yeah, but that was also like you weren't in the position you are now when they were saying that stuff. You were in a role that is 
I was an intern. Like I was still getting into it. And you were in a field that was like completely different and yeah like up and coming yeah and I think at that time it was more you liked the company more so than you liked your job but because you found yourself in a good company and worked hard established good relationships you were able to get the job now which I think you you really enjoy and you always seem to just manifest what you need to do and it happens so I feel like people hate it when some people talk about manifestation but they live and breathe manifestation especially just looking back at what has happened to my life and your life together um i feel like i've somehow managed to find a way to make them all come true even when you were a waitress like you were positive about it like work is the only thing that i've seen you not be positive about as far as a work life goes with school and oh god now that's over so yeah you're pretty positive and you being positive and happy with your work makes my life a lot easier so yeah and when people say you have to love the job that you're doing so it doesn't feel like you're working a day in your life is so true like i get asked so many questions about how i have my regular job and then also do my influencing on the side and then on top of that we're doing this now and it's all because I really love doing it it doesn't feel like work and when you live that kind of a life then everything just comes a little bit easier not to say that there's not hard days I mean I always have good and bad days with all of my jobs but if 95% of the time they're good days well to me it's a no-brainer it's all worth it so I'm going to keep working hard and trying to keep that for us mm-hmm. awesome yeah Okay, that actually was the last question. So I guess that's it. Yeah, let's wrap up the episode. So thank you guys so much for listening. I mean, this was really fun. I feel like people are liking more of our conversational episodes. So we'll try and listen to that and do that a little bit more. But if you have a friend or a partner and you want to get a little bit deeper in terms of questions to look at your life and plan things out together, try and get this pack. I know you can buy it online. They have a bunch of different editions, but I like to personally pull this out at least once a year and go through some questions with Aaron. I don't think you really care about it. If I do, you're like, yeah, let's do it. But you're not the one sitting there thinking about doing this thing with me. I put them away in the drawer and hope Lizzie doesn't find them, but (laughs) here we are. I know, but I want to keep these cards until even when we have kids and stuff too. I feel like our answers will be so different down the line. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next week. Don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Filters Podcast and rate us five stars if you guys liked this episode or any of our episodes and... Uh, is that the it? Google form, Lizzie. Oh, yeah, the Google form. Uh, yeah, if you have any questions or comments or have an idea for us to do for a podcast episode, there's a Google form on our Instagram page, I think. Put whatever you want in there and we'll try to address it. Yeah, this has been this episode of Beyond <laughs> the Filters podcast. We're so awkward with our interests. I feel like we need like a good, I don't know. Yeah, like a template or something yeah, to we're... go off of. But... We, this episode, the last episode, we did not have any notes. We're just going off the, the hop, so... That's why. Anyways, see you guys next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye.